0: Tammy Faye. What'd you do? Hello, Mother. This is Jim Baker, my husband. <laughs> it's all part of our mission to help people. Anyone who's hurting or they feel like they've been left out, God has a plan for us. What'd he tell you to do this time? Jesus, kids a- taking me higher and higher. Jim will preach and I'll sing. Higher, higher. Released on September 17th, 2021. The Eyes of Tammy Faye is a biographical drama film based on the 2000 documentary of the same name about controversial televangelist Tammy Faye Baker and Jim Baker, played in the film by Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield. The film was directed by Michael Showalter. I'm out of here. Tammy Faye was born Tamara Faye LaValley in International Falls, Minnesota on March 7, 1942. She would meet her future ex-husband, Jim Baker, when she was 19 years old. They were both attending North Central Bible College in Minneapolis. After Jim proposed on just their third date, they would marry in 1961. One year after marrying, the couple moved to the East Coast and began their ministry together, often traveling around the country while Jim preached, and Tammy would sing and play the accordion. They would end up having their own children's puppet show for the Christian Broadcasting Network. It was initially called Come On Over, eventually changing its name to Jim and Tammy. From coast to coast, it's time for the nation's biggest yard party, the Jim and Tammy Show!
1: They were traveling children's evangelists and... Uh, uh, they seemed
0: to have uh, a way with puppets and kids, and I, I was looking for a, a host of a kid's show, so I hired them to do that.
1: And, and they did that program for you, and then did, mm-hmm. what else did they do? Well, then they, they,
0: at least Jim, later hosted the 700 Club, and uh, he and I you know, alternated uh, on that, and then, then he decided it was time to go and move on. That's televangelist and Christian Broadcasting Network founder Pat Robertson talking about Jim and Tammy on metvlegends.org. Moving on would take them to Charlotte, North Carolina in 1974, where they began the Praise the Lord Club, or simply the PTL Club, which was a Christian talk show. An article in The Guardian from 2000 described the PTL Club saying, quote, "...mixing glitzy entertainment down-home family values and preaching a prosperity gospel which put a divine seal of approval on both the growing affluence of American evangelicals and the showy lifestyles of their television ministers, PTL quickly mushroomed into a vast corporate enterprise. End
1: quote. Well, I want you to welcome a man who, as an old saying goes, really needs no introduction, because his picture's in your town. In fact, (laughs) probably bigger than life. Please welcome a man who loves the same Jesus Christ who's born again that you and I love. Please welcome the man who made chicken (laughs) in a new way, in a new dimension. Until now, it sells about, uh, I think somebody said, $2 billion a year of chicken in about 7,000 restaurants. Please welcome the colonel, Colonel Sanders, to PTF.
0: The colonel got a standing ovation, by the way. The PTL Club quickly led to the PTL Network, and they started earning $120 million a year by the end of the 70s. In 1978, the Bakers used $200 million of that money to build Heritage USA in Fort Mill, South Carolina. Heritage USA was a 2,300-acre Christian theme park built by Tammy Faye's future husband, Roe Messner. No matter where you're from or what you like to do, if you're looking for fun, excitement, or just
1: relaxation, ask somebody how to get to Heritage USA.
0: Tammy Faye would make headlines in 1985 when she had a gay Christian minister with AIDS named Steve Peters on Tammy's house party on the PTL Club. It was both controversial and groundbreaking.
1: You know, and how sad that we as Christians who are to be the salt of the earth we who are supposed to be able to love everyone are afraid so badly of an AIDS patient that we will not go up and put our arm around them and tell them that we care. Yes. I know, it is tragic, and that's the tragedy well, Steve, of the situation. I just is. want to tell you something.
0: What's that, Tammy?
1: If there would have been any way, you know, I know you were sick, and that's the only reason we didn't have you come and sit in the studio next to us today because you had your chemotherapy treatments and mm-hmm. you needed to get home quickly so you wouldn't miss them. But I want to tell you, there's a lot of Christians here who would love you and who wouldn't be afraid to put their arm around you and tell you that we love you and that we care. Thank you, Tammy. God bless you for saying that. I think that's a very, very important thing. Well, you know, you know, Steve, doctors are desperately trying to educate the public right now. Mm -hmm. And I just pray in my with everything within me that the public will be educated to, you know, to be able to help. I mean, help people that have diseases such as you.
0: Though Jim and Tammy's empire was growing, so was the tension between the two. Tammy Faye wrote an autobiography in 1996 called Telling It My Way. And now to read a quote from this book from the podcast, Well, This Isn't Normal. Here's Sarah Benincasa.
1: You could feel it on the set. You could feel it when visiting our home. Jim became so preoccupied with the development of Heritage Village that there was little energy left over for deepening our relationship. While I encouraged his efforts, I began to feel more distant from him than ever.
0: But then, everything came crashing down. In 1985, a confidential IRS report found that around $1.3 million in PTL funds were used for the baker's personal gain, and it got worse from there. In early 1987, a story broke that Jim Baker had paid over $260,000 to silence former church secretary Jessica Hahn about an affair, though Hahn would say it was rape. Soon after, the Bakers resigned from PTL. There's way more to all of this, and I'm not going to get into all of that. Watch the movies if you want that whole story, because what I'm going to get into now is just before these scandals broke, in 1986, Tammy Faye released Enough is Enough on ptl club records and tapes well jim and tammy you can just relax because on my show no one is going to mention adultery blackmail missing funds drug-induced psychosis or getting booted from the ptl now tammy faye wasn't new to singing she would sing on their television shows and actually had been releasing records since 1970 normally on bizarre albums if someone's had multiple records i'll cover the first one first but I liked that this one came right before the scandal broke, and it also happens to be the one of hers that I own, uh, which was actually sent to me from listener Chad Collins, so thank you, Chad, for that. Plus, with the release of The Eyes of Tammy Faye just a few weeks ago, it felt like it was the time to cover this album. So let's get into it. The album begins with the title track. Enough is Enough was also the name of a telethon that Jim and Tammy Faye hosted on PTL in the 80s.
1: Well, right now we're trying to pay the bills, so we need your help. Call us and let's keep the Christian hour at least on the air. 1-800-435-0435. We want you to have your membership card. It'll give you 10% discount at the Partner Center for your lodging, for your camping, for your food, and all the things that are happening here. And if you're a PTL partner. And also, the Enough is Enough bumper sticker for your car comes in
0: your membership. And uh, the Enough is Enough placard to put on your desk. And then on the back of it, you can read Resist the Devil, and he'll flee from you. That's what Enough is Enough means. The song Enough is Enough was co-written by Tammy Faye, along with televangelist and Christian singer-songwriter Mike Murdoch. Murdoch would gain national attention in 1989 during the PTL scandal when he asked viewers to donate to Jim and Tammy Faye, saying that they helped people with broken marriages. Now when the news looked
1: like you're facing old reliant that day, the people, they were all of
0: Murdoch also wrote the next song, The Sun Will Shine Again. In March of 1987, when Jim and Tammy Faye resigned from PTL, they recorded a message from their home referencing this song, and then Tammy Faye performed it.
1: Tammy and I are so very glad that we've been granted this opportunity to talk with you today and uh, say hello. Yes. (laughs) Hello, everyone. (laughs) And we want to say to you that We are so very, very sorry. I believe, Tammy, because the God I serve is still God. I believe the sun will shine again. Do you want to sing it? I'll do it. Can you do it? I do. All right, Tammy Faye is going to sing a song for you just before we leave our house. Maybe you're hurting and you need this song today too, so I'll sing it for both of us, okay?
0: Up next is a cover of a song that was the biggest hit of Joe Cocker's career, You Are So Beautiful. The song was written by Billy Preston and Bruce Fisher, and it was originally released in 1974 on Billy Preston's album The Kids and Me. In addition to Cocker, well, and Tammy Faye, the song has also been covered by Kenny Rogers, the Beach Boys, and Bonnie Tyler, just to name a few. club records and tapes has around 30 releases listed on discogs.com several of which are from tammy faye other familiar names include bb and cc winans and former bizarre album subject pat boone to close outside one tammy faye does a cover of lean on me with her daughter tammy sue baker who was just 16 years old at the time and 16 was also the title of tammy sue's solo album also released in 1986 Side two begins with "He's Coming Soon." It's actually an old hymn written by Thoro Harris around 1918. This version has verses added by Tammy Faye, along with gospel R&B singer-songwriter Tim Miner.
1: The beauty of Oahu. Why
0: Staying Up on the Wall is a song written by evangelist, author, singer, and songwriter Mike Adkins. I found his website, and the About section reads, Prior to his conversion to Christ, he actively pursued a music career as a pop recording artist. Mike traveled extensively with rock bands and later had a singing contract with the RCA Victor label. Since that time, Mike has actively sought the leading of the Holy Spirit to give him songs of praise and worship. God has been faithful to him with enough songs for six albums. It goes on to say that his album, Thank You for the Dove, and yes, that's really the title, went gold. The album was produced by Larry Brubaker. Who is Larry Brubaker? Well, I'd love to tell you, but there are two Larry Brubakers listed on Discogs, and they're both involved with religious music. Since this is a weekly show, sometimes I just don't have time to dig further, so that's all I have on the producer. I'd also love to tell you more about the musicians who played on the album. They are all credited in the liner notes, but it seems they're all musicians who worked in the church scene, Uh, There is one background singer I was able to find more information about, Cindy Cruz Minor. Her music career had started at the age of six when she toured as a member of her family's musical group, The Cruz Family. She became the youngest licensed ASCAP songwriter at the age of nine. Now her name is Cindy Cruz Ratliff. And she served as the director of music and senior worship leader for Pastor Joel Osteen and Lakewood Church for more than 15 years. How about that? The album closes with America the Beautiful, parentheses, medley. It's America the Beautiful combined with the battle hymn of the Republic and the Constitution. This album was recorded partially at Studio East in Charlotte, North Carolina, a historic studio that was the first in its region to use a multi-track recorder. Artists like John Mellencamp, James Brown, and Johnny Cash have recorded there. Reflection Studios, also in Charlotte, was used as well. In the early 1980s, R.E.M. recorded their albums Murmur and Reckoning at Reflection. Enough is Enough never hit the charts, and it's not currently streaming on Spotify or any of the other music streaming services. You can find a couple of the songs on YouTube, but that's about it. But back before Jim and Tammy Faye resigned from PTL, the PTL Club didn't just have celebrities like Colonel Sanders. Back in 1984, the show featured an appearance by Lisa Welchel, who played Blair on Facts of Life. She was there to perform a song called All Because of You, the title track from her album. But that is for another time.